Yeah, I pimped her out to Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's, apparently that's what he, he keeps doing. He's not getting any, any money for it, though. No. Keeping uh, myself. I, I'm, I'm pimping her out so that way nobody, um, you know, feels bad. Like, I, I think I, I should ask Peter. I mean, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's part of the network. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Greetings, and welcome to, you know, <laughs> back by popular demand, your host, Carly. Uh, thanks for having us again, Carly. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, you guys. Welcome, Peter of yes. Hydro Level Four and Mike of War uh, Machine versus. I was like, oh, I love that! I love yes. that! It's already pimping our other podcasts on there. <laughs> this is, this is great. Yeah. Well, I love being a guest that, on the original remake. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why you guys come on the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. A lot of pimping around. So, uh, I I I'd like to go by uh, Cesar. Cesar, so uh, Peter, Him you're going to be Cesar. And uh, Mike, you'll be David. David. You know, I always fancied myself more of a Jason Lee type, so I'll, I'll be Brian instead. I'll be yeah. him. I'll, I like his beard. Yeah. I like the shaggy you know, hair. I didn't remember him being in this movie. You in forgot Jason Sky. Lee? Yeah. Well, I I even forgot Kurt Russell. Oh man. Oh Peter. Oh. I, I'm glad Carly's the host of the show because you're making me angry. If we were co-hosts, I don't know. If you forget Kurt Russell? How dare you? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I guess we'll just go ahead and kind of just. Um, well, no. Let's let's. Uh, we're we're doing Vanilla Sky, and uh, Carly, can you help with the pronunciation of the other one? Abre los ojos. That's the one. Yes. Open your eyes. Um, yes. So the original is directed by Alejandro Amenabar. Yes, Alejandro Amenabar. Yes, I said that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> starring Eduardo Noriega, uh, Penelope right. Cruz, yes. um, Chet Lara. Chete. Yep, him uh -huh. or her. <laughs> That's a, that's a uh, psychologist. <laughs> Nahua, Nahua Nimri. Sure. I believe. Okay. So uh, it's about a, a, a young man who uh, gets disfigured in an accident. And I guess we'll leave it at that because we'll kind of get into it. Um, I don't really want to spoiler spoil well, it during the, the little synopsis. Help me out there if... If uh, you have more to add to yeah, that, yeah, Carly, you're the host of the show. Come on now, you gotta you gotta do your no, job. No, you're making so, you your know, guests I do like, all the work here. No, I, I like the guests to do most of the work. That's <laughs> part of the reason I have you guys on most of the time. Well, I think that Peter's giving me the the easy job here because I get to my task is to introduce the the remake. So thankfully, it is an American remake. So I think I know how to pronounce Tom Cruise, who everyone yeah. knows, uh, playing David Ames. And he is the man who will be in an 
accident at some point in the film. Very rich, uh, very spoiled, has pretty much everything he wants, including a sexual relationship only with a character played by Cameron Diaz of Julie. Uh, that is until his friend Brian, that's me, with the beard and the shaggy hair, Jason <laughs> Lee, uh, brings his friend Penelope Cruz playing Sophia, and David decides that he would like to be with her instead, which uh, Julie is completely understanding of and decides that they will remain as friends uh, in, in death. And so that, that leads us on a, a nice romantic comedy for the rest of the film. Um, I think that's that's about it, really, as far as, uh, as you can tell, they're pretty similar, uh, pretty much the same setup. And uh, I guess what we're going to be talking about primarily in this episode of Original Remake is just the execution of the exact same plot. Uh, I was actually surprised on rewatching these, how close they are. So um, let's, let's go to the host. Let's go to Carly, uh, <laughs> which, you know, since you are the host, um, we should probably give you the opportunity before we get into the movies to tell people what other shows you host as well. Well, I am the host, the co-host of two shows. One is a pop culture show called that pop this life. where we talk about pop culture life and the ridiculousness of it all. And I also co-host a show called Talking Shondaland, which is currently on hi- hiatus, but we'll be back in September, and we talk about all of Shonda Rhimes' TV shows on ABC, which is Grey's Anatomy, uh, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. Um, and I also, you know, I'm part-time when I'm not doing those two shows. I co-host a regional remake. All right, so... <laughs> Take us into uh, these two films. I, I think the first thing is, since they're so similar, uh, which one did you watch first? Because I think that could have a great effect on, you know, obviously spoiling the twists and turns, which uh, both films are sort of predicated on. It does. I think, well, if whichever one you see first, I believe that's the one you're going to like. Hmm. Um, and maybe you guys can disagree with me, but I, that seems to be the, you know, the way it works with, with people that I that I have spoken to and have seen both. But I saw this when I was about 18. So I saw it about a year after the original came out and it was instantly one of my favorite movies. Um, I loved the twists and turns and the menacing questions that, that kept coming up throughout the film. I, I was a big fan of Penelope Cruz and I love Eduardo Noriega and, I just, I really liked the film when I saw it. And I saw it a few times within, you know, during that time, I saw it a few times. Um, And I hadn't seen it since until two nights ago when I saw it again. And when I saw it again, I was like, I didn't remember, you know, you remember the general plot and what happens, but I didn't remember the intricacies of it. And I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. So that's what happens. Interesting, you know, uh, 15, 18 years later uh-huh. and uh, I don't know I still like it, I still like the film and, I, and I'm and i not a fan as as much of a fan of um, Vanilla Sky but I feel like now in my old age after experiencing and seeing many movies and many things happening in movies and TV once I saw Abre los Ojos again uh, this week, I was like oh okay great like it, it wasn't as like I, I didn't have like that fervor passion for uh-huh. it that I did when I first saw it. So I'll put it at that, and then we'll talk about spoilers later. 
Yeah, I think, um, and I actually can't remember which of these I saw first. I know I saw them within the same month of each other. Uh, and, I mean, being completely honest, the only reason I sought out Aubrey Loso Host was because of Vanilla Sky. So I don't know if I went uh, back when video stores still existed, Blockbuster, and rented it before Vanilla Sky released to sort of prep myself for it, or if I saw it afterwards. But I know as far as revisiting them that I never went back to watch Aubrey Losa Hosts. But Vanilla Sky is one that I bought and have watched uh, numerous times uh, since it, it came out. And I uh, have sort of introduced it to to people who, um, well, mainly when it would come up in conversations about Cameron Crowe, and they would sort of say like oh, why doesn't he make something other than like a romantic comedy which I was sort of joking about this being a romantic comedy and certainly at times it feels that way especially with the uh, flirtations between David and Sophia in the first act but I would, I would sort of hand them this and be like well he you know he stretched a little bit here he did something that is not entirely uh, Cameron Crowe certainly not say anything or Jerry Maguire um, so I have a lot more experience with Vanilla Sky and I guess going back to watch Open Your Eyes um, it felt this is I mean this is gonna be a terrible pun, but it felt like the vanilla version of Vanilla Sky as far as it was like I can definitely see why it was remade because it's a killer premise, but Vanilla Sky seems to expand upon it and add its own little quirks that are not present in the more straightforward version of uh, Open Your Eyes. Hmm. But Peter, okay. you gotta now you gotta come in and tell us that yeah you know, you're you're a longtime fan of both of these films, correct? Uh, this is true. Um, you, like you know, Point Break. Just, it's up there with Point Break and The Graduate. <laughs> um, but, you know, Vanilla Sky, I, 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 still, I still don't remember if I watched it or not because I, I watched this the other night and, like, you know, uh, I had mentioned, I, I think it was prior to us actually really uh, recording, but I, I didn't remember Kurt Russell being in it. I didn't remember Jason Ugh. Lee. And so halfway through the movie, I'm like, did did I even see this movie? Because I, I don't remember a lot of it at all. Um, but I was enjoying it, and I didn't remember, you know, liking it as much as uh, as I was, you know, while I was watching the movie. And however, I started towards the end when he went to life. Was it expansion? Extension? Mm-hmm. Extension. Yes. Yep. Extension. Okay, so when he goes there. I started. I, I remembered all of that, which was really weird. So did did I fall asleep and woke up? <laughs> you know, uh, did I myself go to life extension and uh, you know <laughs> wake up in the middle of the movie? I, I don't know. But um, yeah, so some of the characters I didn't even remember being in the movie, and um, a lot of it I just didn't remember until towards the end. And with the with the original. I didn't even know that Vanilla Sky was even a remake until I think Carly told me that, you know, right. just a few months ago. So it's a good thing um, she hosts the show originally. Yeah. she knows all about this. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so I um, I was able to find it on YouTube. Okay, uh, no subtitles. So I found a site that had subtitles, <laughs> and so I started watching it and. I don't know if it's just me, but my God, I, I could not keep up with reading the subtitles. They were just speaking extremely fast, <laughs> or am I just slow? I, I don't know. 
Um, so, so Mike, you did you take Spanish at all in high school? No, but uh, you know we're just going to sound like really terrible <laughs> podcasters here because yeah, you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, I actually did own a copy of this, but you know we're recording this very late on the the East Coast. It's now two a.m. here for me and uh, Carly, and I had a fancy football draft earlier. I had other podcasts record, and uh, as we kind of said at the top, these films are so similar in plot that I wasn't really looking forward to watching uh, Open Your Eyes uh, you know, within the same day as Vanilla Sky. So I put it in the uh, the PlayStation. I was actually watching it at like one and a half speed because I was like, yeah, yeah, I just want to like, I'll stop whenever there's differences, which that doesn't ever really happen. And so you're talking about having problems reading the subtitles i was like reading them like super fast because i was like i really had to pay attention like because they were gonna go off the screen in a flash but i was just trying to like kind of get through these films and uh i would say that it it made uh it visually interesting watching it at that type of speed but um no i, I didn't i didn't have any sort of issues not you know i have a kentucky okay. public education so no i, right. I did not speak spanish <laughs> okay, well, see, so I took French, and so I I uh, I, I I picked up poquito uh, español, you know, watching this. Uh, so with the subtitles last night, I don't know if it was just the reading because sometimes reading puts me to sleep, and that's just kind of a <laughs> it's just kind of a thing. I I have a little story that's uh, a complete tangent. Um, but when I was in basic training, they gave us a test that wasn't. We were we were voluntold to to take this this test. Um, they left us in there, and you know I, it was uh, reading comprehension, and so I started reading and I fell asleep, and I woke up you know with the drill sergeant coming in, and I was like oh my god I, I haven't even filled out any answers, so I just blindly just a b c you know abracadabra right just a b c a b c you know whatever, and I think it came back and I had like the reading comprehension of a second grader, and um, so reading has always kind of put me to sleep. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to read. There's no way I'm going to be able to read that fast with this type of movie because I, I, to me, I, I just felt they spoke really, really fast. So I ended up just watching the the version on YouTube with no subtitles. <laughs> so I watched the entire movie in Spanish, and um, Mike, I, I do, I did what you did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you know, just that's exactly what I did. I just nodded my head and right. I, I'm pretty sure this is what they're speaking about because I watched Vanilla Sky last night or the, the night before. So I have a, a pretty good idea of what went on. Uh, there's some things that I may ask you know, questions about, but that's how I watched the original. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I don't have I the feel... DVD. <laughs> this, this conversation just, uh, just not justified, but like convinced me of all the reasons that Hollywood actually remakes foreign films, now I totally get it. Oh, thank God for that. After you that. guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> did, did this well, podcast just go off a bridge? It, oh, uh, see, he paid I, attention. He paid attention. <laughs> um, oh I was going to ask Carly if, you know, uh, Peter not bothering to read the subtitles at all or me speed reading them, does that make up for it? Like did we we kind of combined powers there so to have this experience? <laughs> no, I watched no. it without subtitles. It was like strictly in Spanish. Like yeah, because I was like yeah, just because I wasn't gonna be able to read it anyways. So I go, you know what? I'll just go back and watch the the regular version. 
Well, this okay. The yeah. regular version. <laughs> the regular version. <laughs> Without <laughs> any. I'm so offended <laughs> right now. <laughs> The original version without any subtitles. I, I I even looked for dubbed. Oh my goodness! I don't want to, I don't want to host this show anymore. Carly, are you happy you stayed up till two in the morning to talk about you know? Uh, well, actually, that's interesting because I remember I think we actually brought this up on the the last time you recorded with us. We were talking about you know future episodes, and uh, I remember you saying that you were a big fan of the original version of Vanilla Sky and not so much uh, the remake. Yes. And so I was like, oh, that's going to be kind of combative then because the last time you were on for Old Boy, which the original is like one of your favorite films, I was like, oh, this is terrible. I hate this movie. And so I was like, wow, I'm a big yeah. fan of Vanilla Sky. So next time she's on, she's really not going to like me. So, uh, But you, you <laughs> talked a little bit about saying that I guess this time around, uh, Opry Loso Host was not as impressive this time. Like what... Did it lose no, something it for you? Okay, so my impression of open your eyes, abre los ojos, I feel like I was misleading in the beginning. It, it didn't change. I was just, maybe I just had forgotten what the whole thing was about, what the, what the uh, resolution or why everything was happening to Cesar. And when I, when, you know, it, it, it ended up being, oh, he's cryogenically frozen. It just sounded ridiculous. You know, and even as I was saying it out loud, but I still, I really still love the film. I think it's one of those uh, just kind of fascinating and and just stunning pieces of early work, uh, especially for the director um, Amenavar. I I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it when I first saw it, and and my my young mind really couldn't handle how awesome it was. And I still, I still really like it now. Even watching Vanilla Sky, and I understand you guys because they're so similar. However, they're similar in plot, but I feel like Cameron Crowe really added his Cameron Crowness to it. He really added his vision and himself into Vanilla Sky. And whatever it was that he added, his touches, I wasn't a big fan of. Um, so uh, still, I'm not a big fan of Vanilla Sky. I didn't hate it as much as I did the first time I saw it, uh, probably because I saw it very close to um, the seeing the original. But this time around, I didn't hate it, but I'm, I still don't like it as much. His his like the whole first act felt like a romantic comedy, as mm -hmm. you said, Mike. Yeah, and and he really made the emphasis uh, of the love story more of a of a central thing than in the original. Um, to me, that was what the main the main difference that I wasn't really uh, I wasn't really digging. I kind of agree with you uh, watching these spells for the podcast because I we've actually covered covered Vanilla Sky on uh, War Machine versus War Horse and I this was I think that was about a year ago uh, it was one of our earlier episodes and I was telling uh, my co-hosts on that particular episode that this was Vanilla Sky was a movie that I loved when it first came out. And so I had a different reaction then of talking about how annoying David and Sophia are when they're like flirting with each other and like running around his mm -hmm. like huge penthouse. And the point I made then, and I wasn't quite as harsh this time around because I found <laughs> it more interesting watching the two together. But I felt like, David and Sophia and Villa Sky don't act like real people at all. 
and in the original they it's actually very grounded like as you said carly it doesn't feel as much like he's found like the one or found like this completely unique individual that is going to like uh corral him into monogamy i mean i think he's much more of an asshole in the original like it's it's like a mark that he's not yet taken down so I don't know for the American version, they just figured that people would root for Tom Cruise more. Like it was like his one true love through, through this great tragedy that uh, Julie inflicts on him, like is taken away from him. Right. But yeah, I found, I found the romance to be obnoxious, but it's like I flip flopped again and that I still find it to be obnoxious, but I wonder if it's purposely obnoxious. This because it feels like with Vanilla Sky, they're really playing with the, idea that the whole movie is a dream as opposed to Abre Los Ojos, which I don't think that's meant to be the interpretation. And with Vanilla Sky, it, it seems to be otherworldly from the very start. Like, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily buy into what the film tells me that there's a break and that's when the dream starts. I, I think that the whole thing's a dream. I don't feel that way right. about Open Your Eyes, though. It feels like it's rooted in the world we live in, or at least in 1997. But I think that's what makes the original for me, that's the fact that it's grounded is what makes it makes it the movie, right? What makes the movie. You know, because we have we have this kid who's twenty five, twenty five or twenty three in the in the original. And he has everything, you know, um he has money, he has good looks, he has friends, he can have any girl that he wants, and when he meets this girl, she kinda plays hard to get, you know, and and we have that very grounded we have no idea what's going on yet it doesn't feel like it's a dream necessarily however it's intercut with him at this mental jail you know Mm -hmm. prison mental institution prison and immediately we are we don't know whether he's making this up or he's dreaming all of this or did he really commit this murder which the psychologist is asking you know so questions start right off the bat it becomes a thriller very quickly instead of this like crazy love story you know what i mean the love story is part of the thriller in the original and i feel like in vanilla sky it was uh it was like you said very dreamlike from the beginning Mm -hmm. where this guy who again he's like a a a mogul a, a, a fairly young mogul although he's older in the in vanilla sky he's 33 i think in vanilla sky um, we have him meet this girl and instantly fall in love with her, and he's the and she's the one that's gonna turn him into the grown up that he needs to be mm-hmm. when everything kind of falls apart. And and it doesn't feel like it, it was going to be a thriller until later in the movie. Which and even still, I don't even think for me, Vanessa is really the thriller that Abre los ojos is. No, I, I totally agree with you, and I, I say that as a fan of Nell Sky, I, I would never classified as a thriller um it's more like a sci-fi mystery i guess like i don't don't know there's not any sort of at least for me any sort of tension uh and i I know they try to play up this uh much more so in the remake the uh conspiracy of the board the seven dwarves which uh it's just it's referenced and open your eyes but they don't really go into it as much. There's definitely not, you know, they don't show meetings of him with, uh, with that, that group. They're just, it's just sort of like a throwaway line. But, uh, I also think vanilla sky, 
uh, goes for humor, uh, where uh, Aubrey Los Ojos does not. Uh, I think they they kind of poke fun at the the concept a little bit, uh, and, and even Cameron Crowe himself. Like you have uh, the Julie character played by Cameron Diaz, like her cell phone's ringtone is it's what's like life is but a dream. That's what it's it's playing and. Uh, it seems like he he really dug the 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 mystery of Abre Loso host and he wanted to like play with it. So I feel like it's interesting you said that if you watch one, that's probably where you're gonna you're gonna prefer that one because uh, you get to experience the the twist uh, for the first time. But I also think that there's like a tip of the cap and like always a knowing wink wink on Vanilla Sky uh, to people who had seen the original because there's so many little clues they plant. Um, in that film, and uh, it's almost kind of like a, a filmmaker's like Easter egg hunt, basically. Like he 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 liked Open Your Eyes so much that he wanted to do it, and then like kind of celebrate it in a way. And I, I do appreciate that. Um, but I think the main difference I like is the stuff you were talking about disliking, like the Cameron Crowness of it. Mm-hmm. I like all the pop culture references, which also adds to the dreamlike quality. The fact that this guy. You know all of his like favorite movies and ideas of uh, romance and um, like reenacting like a Bob Dylan cover, like right. that sort of stuff. I like those little seeds that are planted, but clearly they're not like if you see them, you know that something is messed up with this world because it's like it's like it's meant to jar you out of a dream. And I think that Open Your Eyes does a better job of maintaining the mystery, whereas Vanilla Sky like kind of can't wait to like shout it from the rooftops it's like there's something weird going on don't you notice yet and uh uh so in that regard i could definitely see if you like a more grounded telling that you're going to go with the original uh over the remake it's funny because everything that you said you you're painting it in a much positive light than i for me all of those nods and all of those wink winks for me is more like i i watched it and I was instantly just like, great. Of course, you know, we may, there's an American remake of a, of a film and they have to just let us know kind of what's going on from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like they have to put all these overt clues in there mm-hmm. from, from the beginning because us dumb Americans can't figure it out ourselves. That's the way I saw it. You know, I feel as a, like as a dumb American, uh, I, I yes, that's exactly what it is. Thank you. Right. Those clues. No, definitely. <laughs> and I like because I I just feel every time that there is a remake of a foreign film, there has to be this almost like an overt explanation of things so we can then get it at the end. You know, and Abre los ojos. There's a bit of heavy lift heavy lifting that we have to do as an audience, and I appreciate that. You know, there are movies that I watch that are that are just I'm just going to sit here and mindlessly watch it. And I want, you know, everything to be told to me and I don't want to think about it too much because I just want to be entertained. And then there's movies that I really enjoy and I sit down to watch it, for example, like Abre los Ojos. And I want to be part of it and I want to experience it and 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 join in on the fun. You know, all those questions that I that arose while I was watching Abre los Ojos felt like another character to me and it felt like it was a menacing character that was just like oh i'm doing this i'm doing that see if you can guess what's happening and that and that was fun that makes it fun to watch um for vanilla sky i was just watching like oh yeah of course so everything has to be like a clue as to 
what's going to happen at the end. So when you see the, or when they tell you the revelation or you see it, then you're just like, oh, okay. So then that's why this, 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 and that happened, you know? And Abra Sohas doesn't necessarily, it does have some of those, but it, is, it isn't as overt as Vanilla Sky. Peter, what do you think? Yeah, talking about the, the heavy lifting, toss it to Peter because he was watching it, you know, without subtitles. So he was having right. to do heavy lifting and operate low Sohos. Right. Yeah, you know, I I prefer things that are uh, kind of explained to me, you know, because I don't I don't get a lot of things. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of difficult uh, trying to understand uh, the the original movie, which I'm going to continue calling "Open Your Eyes," because yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not very good with the pronunciation. But um, I'm going to save for which one uh, I do prefer towards the end, uh, because it is part of uh, you know the three questions that we usually ask. But um, I, I think I enjoyed these two movies as a uh, 18-year-old Carly um, because I, I think I like them both a little bit more than she does now. Uh, but Vanilla Sky, I, Carly, do you remember if it was in my top five when we did the Cameron Crowe list? It might have been like an honorable mention, but um, uh, I think I think I would actually... Maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think I would move it in there uh, as far as where in the top five. I, I, I don't know, but see that... I again, like, did I really watch this? But I mean, I remember the ending. I just didn't remember like the details of uh, of the movie. But um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the characters and and, and their differences. Uh, Eduardo Noriega. I I'm not familiar with this actor, but um, I I actually liked him. And Mike, I I actually didn't. Um, he didn't come off as an asshole to me. Um, oh, it Peter, was... you were easy, sir. This is mm. <laughs> this guy is a straight up jerk as far as <laughs> I, I didn't get that that uh, she was just another mark for him. But but again, I didn't have any subtitles to understand the dialogue. <laughs> uh, I See, I, I actually think... thought he was a a, a nice guy. Oh uh, no no <laughs> no he he was one of those people. I I oh. get both of your impressions of of Cesar of Eduardo Noriega's character. Um, he see, he's the guy that he's not necessarily playing an asshole, but what he's doing are things that a complete asshole would do. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if someone in real life would do that, you're just like, this guy's a jerk. I don't even, you know, I can't even, I can't stand him. Um, so I think what he what he does is very assholey in things, as I like to say. Um, but he necessarily necessarily, isn't an asshole. I think mm-hmm. for I mean, me, it comes down to, he just flat out, uh, very much like the David Ames version of the character, uh, clearly is stepping in on his friend who has brought this, this beautiful young woman to his party. And in both versions, the friend is like, you know, you can pretty much talk to any woman here and you have to talk to the one that I, I bring, like I'm your best friend and you're trying to cut in right. on her. I, I think he's a, in both versions. He's a jerk. I guess, I guess the reason I don't find the Tom Cruise version or the Cameron Crowe directed version of the David Ames character as much of an asshole, even though they're Carly's, you said they're having the same actions is that they do try to emphasize some sort of specialness with this Sophia character as far as they play up the romance angle. And so I think they try to make it more palatable to audiences, whereas they don't, really develop it as far along in the original and so I actually feel like the Sophia version 
in Aubrey Los Ojos is it was more of a dickish move because they don't really seem to get to know each other as much. Uh, it's just so right. brief in the original. And uh, I mean, that's also something we haven't talked about is that Vanilla Sky is what almost 20 minutes longer. So they sort of spin longer periods of time, even on just some of the smaller moments, they might be the exact same thing that's happening, but they just give it a little more time to breathe and, I guess as an audience member, I just give it more weight then. I'm like, oh, they spent more time together, so it, it meant something more to him. So that that was why I find the uh, Cesar character to be more of a more of an asshole. Um, okay, so we could talk about Cesar's relationship with Nuria, which is the, the I guess, the Cameron Diaz counterpart mm-hmm. in the American mm-hmm. film. I understand, it, like, if you were just to base his complete dickishness based on his relationship with Nuria, I understand that. Because in Abre los Ojos, it's very clear, and and I feel like it goes also to show what happens later in the film. It, it's very clear that he's just like, it's like a one and done with her mm-hmm. kind of situation. And he really doesn't want anything to do with her. From from the beginning, I think he's she's the one that's laying in his bed when he wakes up from the... I'm just running around the world and the empty world dream. Mm -hmm. And she's there and he's just kind of blowing her off from the very beginning. As for Vanilla Sky, David and Julie, which is Cameron Diaz, he's very kind of like, oh, yeah, we're just friends. And we just, you know, every once in a while we sleep together, but we're still friends. Yeah. And I, I think that that those two relationships are what make what makes your decision whether you're going to like or hate him. Right. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that. that in the American version, him being not so harsh with Julie, I feel like that's what is supposed to make us feel for him and what he's going through mm-hmm. the rest of the movie, as opposed to Abre los Ojos. We don't get that. And I don't, and I don't think I needed that. I don't think I needed for me to like him. Through, you know, to to understand or to even um, be in the moment with whatever it is that he's going through in the film, I didn't need to like him. That was fine. I just needed to know that this is this is kind of weird. This kind of messed up. Like, is he losing his mind? That's more important to me than oh yeah, he's a really likable guy. How you know this sucks that this is happening to him. Where I, I felt like that's what we you know they needed us to feel for him in the American version. And I right. think that that relationship with the other woman, not Sophia, that really is what informs it. I, th- I mean, I think that's a, a great point. I, I don't think it's necessary to like either character because both of them in their own way are, uh, as uh, the Kurt Russell character even says, uh, Dave, he says, David, you were careless with Julie and her feelings. Uh, both of them, Cesar and David, are careless um they're both in their own way sort of upfront about what their their expectations for that relationship that it's completely physical but as you said carly david tries to mask it saying like we're just friends mm-hmm. who happen to have occasional uh physical intimacy and cesar is like get out of my house get out of my right. bed like that sort of he's just very cold about it i I don't know though which one is actually more cruel i I think that the david version is putting on a nicer front and face Mm -hmm. but in that way he's also leading julian more than i would say the cesar character is as far as he's sort of planting 
seeds of doubt about this sort of, um, as they call it, just fuck buddy relationship right. because she, she sees like how sort of flirtatious and he turns on that Tom Cruise smile. I think it sort of leads her to believe like, Oh, you know, eventually we will be more because look at how he treats me. Right. Um, so I don't know. I actually, I mean, I think the case could be made that the vanilla sky version is doing something much more emotionally damaging than the Cesar version. Definitely. However, the Cesar version for me works better for what happens in the film going forward, especially the point where he, you know, where, where he's like, where he breaks and he sees um, Nuria's face, but she's saying that I'm Sophia. You know what I mean? I think that aspect of it and was, for me, done much better in the original than, it, and it was done also differently in Vanilla Sky. Um, but for me, his relationship with Nuria and her and him blowing her off and kind of treating her really coldly and just awfully, that worked better for what happens later in the film. When she comes back. When she comes back. And then, you know, that made it, that made it more impactful for me. Because when she comes back and, and, and he sees her as, you know, he sees her in his bed and he's like, where's Sophia? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm Sophia. And you're just like, holy shit. That's when you're just like, this guy's losing his head. And then when he ends up killing her it makes more sense because he really it seems like from the beginning he really hated not hated but he had a deep dislike for hmm. this woman you know they slept together but that doesn't mean that he liked her in vanilla sky it seemed like they slept together and they were friends but it also seemed like he kind of liked her he yeah. just he just you know she just wasn't like the love of his life the way sophia was yeah so I when think... he ends up killing her in the end you're just like well, you didn't need to kill her you know, that was a little overreacting, you know? Well, I, I agree with you on one aspect of it, that to wake up with the person that he sort of openly despised and would never want to have any sort of uh, conversation or interaction with other than just the, the physical, it is more terrifying to wake up with that individual who's replaced right. like this, you know, this woman that you're like crazy about. Um, but I also think that, you know, really coming down to comparing these two, I really, really much prefer the Cameron Diaz version of Julie because I, I mean, she does something crazy, you know I mean? Doing this murder suicide thing by driving them off mm -hmm. the side of the road. But in that one sequence, like I actually do feel some sympathy for her. And I, I was a little disappointed in the original, uh, which I often watch the original first for these shows. But in this instance, since I was more familiar with Vanilla Sky, I saved uh, open your eyes for last that that sequence is not as uh expanded as it is in vanilla sky like i i really thought the camera is and that that car scene was just was awesome like just the, the mm -hmm. range of emotion she's she goes through and uh, i don't feel like they gave uh you know the original version that much screen time to sort of develop that even in that one sequence so i was a little disappointed there but i, I think camera diaz is is great. And I, I agree with you, Carly, because in the opening sequence, if we don't introduce Penelope Cruz, maybe it ends up being like a romantic comedy about those two. They seem like right. they have great chemistry together. And I remember right. coming out of the theater and making my friends mad because I was like, you know, if it was me, that never would have happened because <laughs> I would have been totally down for the uh, tall, long legged blonde bringing me, you know, chicken noodle soup into bed. I would. Nope, I'm I'm good. Life is right. great. I'm just right. gonna go hang out with you Jason go, Lee. Uh, you need to go watch Nine Day then, if if you want a rom romantic comedy with those two. 
right? Um, Action and romantic comedy. I mean, they have great... Cruz has great chemistry with both these women. Um, they have they have great, great chemistry. That's just... It is what it is. However, in Vanilla Sky, I feel like because it was Cameron Diaz, this character was fleshed out more. Hmm. And, and the... And it put it on her instead of what Abre los Ojos did, which put everything on him. Hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you know, when when we're just like, oh, he's she's crazy or he's going crazy in the first one because he doesn't like her or he's, you know, he's trying to blow her off and, and you get it. And, and all of a sudden she's saying that she's Sophia and everything is on him. He's the one that you know, where the emotions lie and he's the reason that we, that we're just like, wow, she's either, she's really there and she, and he's right. And she's messing with him because she's crazy or he's just completely is losing his mind. Whereas in Vanilla Sky, everything is, I feel like put on the camera, on Diaz, on Diaz's character, uh, Julie, where it's like, oh, she's definitely doing this. And even, even um, her like weird smiles at him. You don't know if he's really losing his mind or, or like, actually not that you don't know, but she, you don't know if like, she's really doing this, like she's really pretending to be her, her or, or he's like, I don't know. It sounds like I'm saying the same thing. I'm sorry. What am I trying to say? I'm saying that like, everything is put on her pretty much because she, she looks like she's the crazy one. Whereas in Abra Soho, it looks like he's the crazy one. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think they definitely play up the, uh, the like the femme fatale version like later in the film when Cameron Diaz, when Julie comes back. Because I, I totally agree with you. Like, uh, But it just goes along with the original that it's just far more grounded. But yeah, like right. it totally, at times, you could go down the rabbit hole and go with the theory that Julie is like trying to make him crazy in the vanilla sky version as far as like just because it looks like she's up to no good like as you said with those sort of creepy smiles although to be fair they totally worked for me i wouldn't find them creepy at all i would find them very <laughs> very inviting i would i would enjoy right. it but uh she seems like she says i have impeccable taste carly right. impeccable taste <laughs> well you said you said what i was trying to say yes you, that's exactly what i what i what i was going for here but it's interesting but, that we both agree on exactly what each film was doing mm-hmm. and yet all the things vanilla sky's changing just totally worked for me i'm just like right. totally down for it right i just i just felt like it wasn't as convincing throughout because well let's be honest the films have different um purposes almost mm-hmm. you know and they're i want to say they're almost different genres like I don't know if that's going too far, but I feel like that's they're different genres altogether. I think Cameron Crowe's. I mean, he hasn't said that exactly, but he's called the original uh, uh, like a folk song, and like him, like his version being like if a, like a rock band did it, or just a completely different style of music was playing like right. the same song, not changing the lyrics uh, or the melody, but just playing with like basically different instruments. And I think yeah. that's very accurate i mean if that's what he set out to do then that's i mean job well done yes very well done um something i like in the original was that vanity played a big part and Mm. i felt like vanity was almost completely gone you know the 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 conversation that cesar had in the in the beginning with his best friend's name was pelagio you know he had in the beginning about 
about being good looking and that and that really informed kind of the movie going forward and and what he thought about himself and even the fact that you know Cesar wants to die because of his disfigured face in 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 the scenes with in the early scenes with the psychologist and I don't I didn't get that at all in Vanilla Sky and again it goes to to what Cameron Crowe was doing there he he actually put his vision and he, and his style and his you know his point of view to it which I appreciate I just didn't like it I think they're shorthand with Tom Cruise there. I think they don't get into it as much because since he's such a well-known screen presence, we're just supposed to be freaked out that Tom Cruise is ugly for stretches of the film. But I do agree with you as far as the way David Ames is played. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like someone who's just grown up wealthy and always been able to have whatever experiences he wants. Like he has the, the smash guitar you know, on this wall, like he just, because he's rich, he can just buy that experience, even though he didn't have to live through it. And to me, it felt more like a spoiled child finally having to like mature. And it's like, you don't get to have Sophia just because you're David Ames. But I agree. I do agree with you. They do lose the emphasis on his looks as much. It's, it's more about his, you know, he can't really have everything he wants anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think that the the deal with the board also that you liked, I think you, you had mentioned before, I don't mm-hmm. know, you're breaking up a little bit, but the deal with the board that was that whole, um, that few bits of line that we get in, the, of lines that we get in the original was expanded in Vanilla Sky, mm-hmm. I could have done without. Like those extra 15 minutes of, you know, the, the movie was two, two hours, 15 minutes. I felt like that could have been... Um, I, I don't know. I didn't need that. I felt like that was the MacGuffin, and we were and we were supposed to think that maybe they were messing with his with his head or whatever was going on with him. They had something to do with it, but I don't know. I could have done without. What about you, Peter? Usually, you uh, on this show kind of talk about the the sort of the length of of each each one, and you know, you were having to go to McDonald's to, to finish up one of these on Wi Fi. So, <laughs> did yeah. the uh, extra twenty yeah. minutes bother you with Vanilla Sky? Um. Well, here, here, here's the thing. I watched a, a version that was an hour and 34 minutes, so I'm trying to figure out where the other 20 minutes went. <laughs> so that's a, that's a total of, yeah, 40 minute difference uh, between the version I watched of the original and, and Vanilla Sky. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Did, did I watch a sped up version? Um, oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where, where they, they took out. Um, but I mean, I, I still kind of liked it. I mean, um, Oh, gosh, it's it's really it's really hard for me to kind of develop any kind of um, opinions. Yeah, just because I I I didn't know what they were saying, you know, 100 percent of the time. You know, the words that I picked up were were just the basic Spanish words, you know. And I'm I'm glad I watched Vanilla Sky first. So because I wasn't able to really get the context of what they were saying, I had to just go off by body language and. Um, see, I, I get what you guys are saying about the Cameron Diaz um, character, Julie. Um, I, I felt, you know, she definitely belongs in the Bad Teacher movie. But I felt mm-hmm. the Cameron Curl version, they, yeah, they, they played her up to be a little bit more, a little bit more of a stalker, right? Because I, I don't think I, I got that from uh, Nuria, uh, which I, I think I kind of liked her character better, but. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's that's just my preference. But the let me see the, the friend I liked Jason Lee's um, character. I, I like the other guy too, but uh, just Jason Lee. I he played it a little bit different. Where I felt that he was a little, lack of a better word, a little bit more understanding. Like, oh, of course, this is what David does. You know, I bring a pretty girl and he takes her. I, I get it. But and I didn't quite get that with the other guy. But again, I didn't understand any anything he said. Right. So did did he say anything like that too? Or what well, he did, he did. But okay. the in the original, um, the best friend has the almost the first the second conversation that they has that they have is about looks. And the friend is like, "Look, you you you're good looking. You look the way you do, and you can get anybody that you want. What do you leave? You know, what do I have? I'm I, pretty much I don't look the same. So getting girls is harder. So." Which makes it worse when when um, Cesar takes his girl. You're just like, damn, he can't. He couldn't even get one. You know, you can't even let your best friend win one. And right. that's how it's understandable why you would think that he's a complete asshole for doing that. Uh-huh. Especially yeah. after you know that he that his best friend is so um, sensitive to to something like this, to him being good looking and getting everything he wants, including girls, including now the girl that he brought to his party. But when he does break in and find them together and he's drunk, you know, he's like, uh, he does say, of course that you, you know, of course you guys are together. And she could be, is messed up because she could be the girl of my dream, the one, you know, the one and only. But mm-hmm. we're friends and if she's going to come between us, I'd rather pick you. So he picks him. However, he is still hurt for it, towards that. I didn't get that in the, in the, um, in Vanilla Sky, because that part, you know, that van, the part about vanity and about good looks and all that was was cut out, and it was and it was just the reasonings behind his best friend Brian being like, well, of course, it's because he's rich, he's rich and he's good looking, but it yeah. was it wasn't as pers- it, it didn't feel as personal. I, I felt that uh, in Vanilla Sky, it actually seemed more dickish because. Uh, did he own that penthouse, right? Because he they had to go what upstairs to like a, a another mm. room, yeah. You know, to kind of escape the party. Whereas in the original, it's it's in the same, you know, same apartment. It's just they just run off to to a room just to be alone. Right. Um. So I I I felt that seemed a little bit more innocent because they weren't you know they didn't like leave, you know, to go to another room like on a different floor. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know. it's also a little uh, as I'm. I love to use on War Machine versus Warhorse icky, icky, uh, <laughs> because you know everybody I, drink. <laughs> I've talked about uh, wealth being much more of of David's sin and Vanilla Sky as opposed to you know Carly. You, you brought Vandy with uh, Abre Los Ojos and uh, and Vanilla Sky. He's basically supporting financially his friend Brian uh, with this this book that he's writing. Like mm-hmm. because he is in the publishing business, and so that's it adds an extra layer to the sort of I guess stealing of Sophia is that there's not as much of a fight Brian can put up in this personal life because his best friend also controls like his professional life as far as what's going to happen with this book and if he's going to be able to you know have food on the table. So in that way, David 
he might be outwardly more uh you know friendly to everyone but yeah he's it, it all comes back to money like he's you know is brian really his friend or is it just because he's he's supporting him financially that they they have this sort of friendship and i also think that the way jason lee plays it is much more humorous mm-hmm. uh because in the the car ride uh at the beginning of the film uh he's talking about how uh julie gianni is like she's also his dream girl and all she is to david is his fuck buddy so like to me the way jason lee plays it is that he's just like he's kind of crude in that way and kind of crass like he just basically wants to like get with an attractive girl so uh i don't know if his relationship with sophia uh means as much as it does in the uh the original version because as you said carly it seems like his friend there is like kind of much more sad about his lack of romantic life. Like it means more to him that he's not being able to like find a woman yet, find someone to connect with. But also, also, you know, his lack of good looks. He's got a bad haircut. He's got an awful he has haircut. A horrible haircut. Yes. <laughs> Especially from the sixties. He could have right. been one of the, the monkeys. Spanish monkeys. Right. Yeah. That's exactly but, what I thought. But Mike, I mean, it's a great point that you, that you bring up about, uh, David being, um, I guess, his boss, pretty much Brian's boss. But do you feel like that's something that you just that you just came up with because of what you got, you know, what you the clues in the film, or is that something that the film told us? You know what I mean? Because I feel like where where Abner de Sojos is directly letting us know this is how Pelagio feels and this is how you know Cesar is, and when when they have their their little tiff and, and Cesar steals the girl, like you understand it because mm. the, the film gave us that information. However, what you said, it's great and I completely agree with you, but I don't think that's something that the film told us. I don't think that's something that, that was, that was, that was told to us pretty much, you know, you it's it something that you just, that, that far. Yeah, it was, no, I don't think it was there at all. I just hmm. think it's something that, maybe we can surmise, you know, he's writing a book, David is his pub, you know, his publisher, I guess, his boss, so to speak. So maybe he's letting the girl go because of, you know, if, mm. if he acts up, then David is going to cut him off. You know, that's something that we can surmise, but I don't think that's something the movie told us. I guess I thought that it sort of went along with why they, they do show David's interactions with the, the seven dwarves, the, the board, and they show him at work, like like how he like just enters in and is just like hitting on every woman that he comes across and just is not paying attention to, to anything. Like he's got all these sort of assistants that are wanting to choose like which cover to use for this, you know, the next issue of this magazine. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it went along with what Brian is telling him in that car ride that's like, you know, uh, my dream girl is someone that you basically tell like hey we're just friends like i don't want to date you and also he's he's king of this publishing empire and you've got this struggling writer that would just love to get published and david can't even be bothered to pay attention like he just doesn't care at all about all the stuff that is everything in his life is brian's dream like that's like his dream dream life and so i thought it came back more in vanilla sky to uh just him not sort of cherishing what he has at all like he's always he's always like looking for like the next thing the next thrill uh which they touch a little bit on more so in that because his father apparently was like an adventure seeker as well kind of a kind of would get into like it sounds like extreme sports and things of that nature Mm -hmm. um 
and so I felt like that that played into it that he wasn't he might not have been doing extreme sports, but that he doesn't have the attention to really commit to anything, and that that's sort of his undoing. Um, but I don't think any of any of that is in Aubrey Loso Host because they're going for more of a psychological thriller, and I think that right. that was more what Cameron Crowe was interested in as far and especially you know. I'm actually going to blame Tom Cruise for this as well. When you cast Tom Cruise, <laughs> you know, he, he really can never lose the fact that he's like this major superstar. No, you can't. And so when he's, you have yeah. him playing like a wealthy guy, who's kind of a dick, I think that there's like a secret thrill people get out of seeing, uh, his comeuppance in a way. And so right. they, they have to make the Tom Cruise version, like super rich and like egotistical. And you get to see all of his nice cars and fancy toys and so that's part of it being a, a bigger budget american made movie is they, they yeah, sort of, of pump everything up of course right well of course everything has to be pumped up for us um the I, if i'm not mistaken tom cruise brought this to cameron crowe yes. and and i think it was like a vanity project for him so that's it's, tom, it's just tom cruise being tom cruise you know he's tom cruising it um and but you're he got sure, separated with um uh, Nicole Kidman during this movie, I believe, and uh, I wonder if it had anything to do with Penelope Cruz, who he ends up dating after this movie, right? Right, probably. I'm glad that didn't stick. <laughs> so something. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise, and one of the reasons is one of the major reasons is because I feel like he has this like weirdo intensity to him mm -hmm. that he can't shake and he brings into all his all his roles it works really well in action movies it works i am a huge fan of most of his action movies i'm just not a fan of him um but i feel like for this movie for me it didn't work that well like that weird tom cruise intensity didn't work for me um especially for what Cameron Crowe was doing, which is really examining this guy's life and examining uh, the, the perils of, of, um, of having it all and then losing it all, including your, your mind, so to speak. You know, and that for me, Tom Cruise didn't work as well as, as maybe somebody, I don't know, if like, for example, if Billy Kudup, who had, he had just worked with him on Almost Fam Famous, would have done this, I feel like it would have been a much better film. Well... Tom Cruise can't do meet cute, and that that's part of the issues <laughs> I still have with the with the flirtations and how him and Sophia sort of uh, get together in the first act. That that's why I choose to interpret the film as one big dream, just because I right. find it. I, I just I'm like, there's nobody acts like that. Like all these people are psychotic if they just run <laughs> around like with these big, stupid, scary like smiles on their faces. Like I expect all right. of them to be wielding knives and. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. That's like his intensity uh, doesn't work as much. He he's much better when he has the mask on. Like that's mm -hmm. just because it sort of it distances you a little bit from his Tom Cruise-ness, uh, right. that intensity. Um, but I, you know, I think of like Jerry Maguire is probably the best he's ever done at being a normal person, I guess. Right. And even <laughs> right. then he's, it's because he's playing a sports agent. So like when he's like over the top and trying to like sell you on his charm, it makes sense. Cause it's like, Oh, he's a sports agent. Like he doesn't know when he's like lying or telling the truth. Like he just can't turn it off. But yeah, here, uh, I, I agree with you totally, Carly. I have 
I do have issues with with him like in the first act greatly. But when he's like at the end of the film when he's like running through the halls like freaking out, that's Tom Cruise, baby. That's that's him. I expect him to do that and you know, to try to try to figure things out and like save the day. But uh yeah, it's it is it would be interesting to see this film with someone else uh in that lead role. It'd be very different. Uh but right. maybe for the better. You yeah. know, I, I, I kinda agree. Uh I did like him in the mask, but the um, the makeup for his disfigurement it, it kind of reminded me of Fire Marshal Bill a little bit. You know, and get that. <laughs> that's a weird pull, Peter. No, that's, that's well, right. like his, his his mouth or his teeth is like revealed. You know, and you, you have to go back and watch it. And you know, he's got the one eye kind of shut. So, um, kind of reminded me of that. But I yeah, I, that. I I think uh, I think Caesar uh, is actually more handsome. Um, in, in my what? opinion. Uh, you don't just, think so? No, you're just being absurd. That's just no way. Tom Cruise? Are you right, kidding me? Uh, he's taller. Okay, he's taller this. than Cruise. I'll give you that. Oh, speaking of tall, did did you see the mugshot? He was six foot tall. Well, now, now mean, you know he was on it's, heels. It's, that's why it's a dream, sir. That's why the whole thing is a dream. Right, right. That's his fantasy. <laughs> right. My, I've been wanting to ask uh, this whole episode. You got Jason Lee, Tom mm. Cruise, Kurt Russell. All right. Which would you bed? Which would you behead, and which would you wed? Um, mm-hmm. I'm betting Kurt Russell. That's obvious. Uh, <laughs> Snake Plissken. Uh, I mean, he's still got the best Jack hair. Burton. Um, yeah, usually that. And I, I hate to say this, but I guess I'm beheading uh, Tom Cruise uh, because he's just, as I said, he's just a little unseemly at times. I wouldn't want to like. Like, I figure if we were, like, waking up in the morning and he's, like, you know, making coffee, he's just going to be, like, so, like, as Carly said, so super, like, fucking intense about it that it just, like, I feel like he's constantly wanting to fight me or something or challenging me to, like, be, like, constantly at 11. And I don't want to be at 11 in the mornings. I'm going Jason Lee because I just think he's, like, insanely likable. Like, I even like his Brian version here. Uh, I I don't know. I just feel like I'd get along with that dude the long run. But Kurt Russell is by far the sexiest. If that's, I mean. Yes. He yeah, is the I, com- I completely agree with all all of that. It's just, <laughs> Tom Cruise just grins way too much. <laughs> he um, he's creepy. He's a he, creepy I, dude. That that caricature was real life. Like that big silly <laughs> grin. <laughs> I would I would uh, wed Mr. Russell. Definitely mm, okay. behead Tom Cruise. I can't deal with all that creepiness at, at, at any time of the day. And um, I would uh, bed Jason Lee. I wouldn't wed him because then he would name our kids pilot inspector, and then I just can't do it. He named his actual kid back, so. (laughs) I'm sure you could assert more authority over him, Carly. Oh, yeah, definitely. I named both my kids. My husband had no – he was just like, all right, fine. (laughs) You know, um, Michael Shannon was – I I think this was after his role in 8 Mile – um, so, you know, he was somebody I obviously was not familiar with at the time. But um, what do you guys think about Noah Taylor's cast uh, in here? Because I know that he worked with Cameron Crowe in, you know, uh, Almost, Almost Famous. Famous. Yeah. Right. So I I was also surprised. I was like, oh, hey, I, I know him. Well, wasn't he in Shine also? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's what I recognize him most from because in Almost Famous, you know, he's got like the, you know, the beard and the, he wears a hat and sunglasses most of the time. But um, what do you guys think about his casting? Because the his Spanish counterpart is is a older man. I felt like the Noah Taylor version was kinder and gentler. Um, mm. 
uh, you know, maybe this goes Carly to what you're saying, where the American version tries to spell things out more. But it felt like um, very much like a computer program speaking to him, like mm-hmm. the tech support or whatever, like just sort of calmly walking him through the the steps. Uh, I didn't honestly really think much about uh, the original version of this character, except that maybe by virtue of him being older and not as <laughs> not as weird looking as Noah Taylor, that I didn't. I found him to be a little more untrustworthy. Like I didn't know if he was necessarily telling uh, Cesar the truth when he was telling him to like jump, you know, that I don't know. I, I think it was just generally the look that I just found Noah Taylor and the way he sort of spoke uh, to be like more of a calming influence. And also one other thing that helps that elevator scene is the, uh, the score by uh, Nancy Wilson, Cameron Crowe's yeah. former wife. It's, it is, I don't know. It's like meant to be sort of like cathartic in a way. Like we're, so I, I, th- I think that whole sequence is a lot more telegraphed than the original. Yeah, I I like the original um, guy. I can't remember the actor's name. But he, I feel like what you're saying, Mike, went with the whole unsettling feeling mm. um, and unsureness that we get that, or that we're supposed to be feeling throughout the movie. And so every time he comes up, it's like, who's this? You know, who's this guy? I don't, you know, you don't trust him. You're not sure who he is. And that makes, you know, that adds to the experience. Whereas Noah Taylor, um, maybe because, you know, I recognize him, he does seem more trustworthy and you believe him in the end. You know, you believe what he's, everything that he's telling um, David. And as for the score, I love the score in Vanilla Sky. I hated the music cues. Because I felt like the music cues were took me out of the movie. Um, and they felt, whereas usually that's one of my favorite parts of watching uh, a Cameron Crowe film. For me, the music cues in Vanilla Sky just completely took me out of whatever the moment or whatever the experience is that I was, you know, trying to have with the film. My connection to it was, was broken every time, you know. Um, I don't know, some, one of those crazy pop songs came out. <laughs> Although I do I do love the, the Joan Osborne One of Us scene. That was hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you guys think about the, I think the biggest difference, uh, which is towards the end where um, Cesar, Cesar uh, you know, goes down the building and then uh, I guess, did he accidentally shoot? Uh, uh, well, at first. Uh, at first he okay. accidentally shoots him. Yeah. And then he, he, and then he just off. shoots him yeah, while he's laying down. And whereas in the remake, they yeah, there's no act of violence at all by Tom Cruise's character David. Mm-hmm. Although it was filmed, but then cut. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, because it was already a really long movie. <laughs> they yeah, had I, to they had to add more board scenes. <laughs> I didn't really. Um, I mean, I didn't. I actually enjoyed it for the purposes of this podcast that there was that. Uh, brief, I guess, gun scene in the original, mm-hmm. but mainly it's because it was like one of the few differences. And so, yeah, knowing that they they actually did film it for the the remake, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if I'd already seen it in Vanilla Sky. But um, I uh, I think it, it plays better. I, I think it, there's a reason you get rid of it in the the remake, and that it just would feel way too dark. Like that. That's one thing that. Open Your Eyes has all over Vanilla Sky is it's sort of a dark psychological thriller and mm-hmm. I think Vanilla Sky is 
definitely playing more in like a kind of like a fantasy type mold. Like it's 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 embracing that dreamlike quality so much that I would feel that it's uh, it's just way too out of character for everything about the David Ames version. Even in his own dreams, for him to start like wielding a gun and just shooting random people. Um, right. So I I think it fits in the original, and it's it's good that they they dropped it for the remake. I agree. What, what about the the other difference with uh, Cesar? Um, we we actually see him hit uh, was it Nuria, and again we didn't get that with uh, the remake. But we see um, Brian showing you know David the, the picture like look this is what you did to her, mm-hmm. um, and you know the, the the photo that is shown in the original completely different. So I that really threw me off when when he smacked her or you know i was just like wow you know i did not see that coming at at all whatsoever and then i was like okay well there was something kind of like that in vanilla sky and so that kind of made sense to me but i was just kind of curious what you guys thought like as to um maybe why they didn't put that in the um in the remake i don't i'm not sure as to why but i feel like it it went with the the original it went with the him hitting Nuria, him him tying her up and all that went with him losing his mind. Also, the gun scene, I feel like it made more sense in the original because he's losing his mind. Mm-hmm. And you, as a watcher, at least when I saw it for the first time, because I saw it first, I'm just like, wow, this guy is losing his, his shit. He's just losing it. And it made complete sense. Everything made sense. I wasn't agreeing with it. I I was very uncomfortable during the Nuria scene, but it was it was affecting, mm-hmm. um, and I really liked that. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie when you know that conversion, whether we don't know whether it's her or it's another Picouz or it's him losing his mind, right? Yeah, because he never picks up the pillow, right? So uh, in well, the original, he, he, yeah, in the original, well, he does. That's the same way he kills her. Okay, well, because I know he felt that the short hair, but. I almost want to say, like, whatever I saw, he never lifts up the pillow. He just left it. Oh, right. Yeah, they they do reveal in Vanilla Sky, uh, I guess, his mistake or whatever. Yeah, because it's Penelope, and she's, like, I think she's, like, completely pale, too. No, they just show the um, The, the birthmark. Oh, yeah, right next to the the nipple, right. Right, mm-hmm. not next to it, but okay. <laughs> I, saw a lot, I saw lots of nipples. <laughs> there was lots, there was a great, yeah. Penelope Cruz and a lot of her early work did a lot of nudity. Um, but no, in, in Vanilla Sky, I felt like that was really missing, that feeling of him losing it, you know, and, and of us not trusting his mind as opposed to not trusting Cameron Diaz, which is, you know, which is what I said before. I love that in the original. It's again, it's one of my favorite parts where she, where it's sincere. When when we're seeing Nuria say "I'm Sophia," it's sincere. She's not being diabolical. She's not messing with him. She's like "I'm Sophia," you know, and you believe her, but mm. you also believe them that, you know, that Sophia says that she's Sophia. So, and then that's where the confusion and the questions and and him losing his mind goes. Like you, it's almost like your experience is experiencing it with him and I, I was missing that from Vanilla Sky and that was I don't know it felt kind of like anticlimactic in a way well I think Vanilla Sky is about his 
you know, he's he's self-aware to the point where he knows deep down, and you see it earlier in that, that sequence with uh, when they're sketching each other, that, you know, in the Vanilla Sky version, she draws him, like, with all of his money and, like, all of his stuff that he has, and she comments on it. She comments on the guitar that he's got, like, on the, you know, a rich man's wall, like how, how depressing that is. That this sort of, like, was a, a creative thing that now just hangs there for this guy to walk past and ignore um, so I think it makes sense that in Vanilla Sky they play those same beats, uh, but they play them in a way to where it's like, is his best friend out to get him? Is he out? To, is he helping the board? Is he trying to like? Is he trying to take all of my crap? Is he trying to take my fortune from me? Uh, because that's really all that David is. He's just his stuff at that point in his life. He has no real like personal connections or investments in other people. Um, so I, I think it's it's necessary just because they want to focus on the financial aspect of vanilla sky, um, more, but it, you know, and, and like I said, with the, the gunplay thing, uh, it, it suits each version on, on how they choose to kind of handle the, the same beats. Definitely. And everything is outward, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is outward, um, in vanilla sky. So it's either the board is trying to get him or his best friend is trying mm-hmm. to get him or, um, Julie's character. Like everything is outward. Whereas in the original, everything is inward. You're just like, is you know, is this a figment of his imagination? Right, is this right. really a dream? Is he losing his mind? You know, everything, all the questions that I have for the original was about Cesar. And all the questions that we're supposed to have in Vanilla Sky, um, in my opinion, it's all outward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, all, it's, it's like, let's blame someone else for it and not, you know, you losing your mind. Um, did you guys, uh, well... Do you guys have like a favorite scene? Um, I think I really enjoyed the club scene in both movies. <laughs> um, I just did well because the I mean they're both both actors. They they're really at a very low point in their life, and um, I, I don't know. I kind of like the interaction with the the bartender too. You know, mm-hmm. I just think that's um, you know pretty real. You know, with with somebody uh, with a disfigurement having you know it just. People they always tend to look away. You know they don't want to get caught staring. So I don't know. I just kind of liked that scene, and I'm glad that they didn't change it too much in the in the remake. I like the the image in the original of the silhouette of Cesar's with the, oh, the mask, double face, mm-hmm. right, with the mask behind it and the double face. That was that was very striking, and, and it was a gorgeous shot. And I I like that. That was my favorite part of of, um, of the club scene. But as I said before, my what I really liked about the uh, of the original is that scene where where Nuria where Nuria becomes Sofia, and you're just like, holy shit, what is happening when, here? When uh, when Nuria was driving, what was the, uh, the the yellow things that she was eating, or you know, in the in the napkin? I thought it was some sort of like or something like some sort yeah. of like upper maybe like for them you know since he was like saying okay, he was basically pills. passing out like one goes because he tries to stop her and says I don't think that's a good idea and then she takes mm-hmm. all of them uh, which you know goes back to <laughs> I, to me what an asshole he is after she takes them <laughs> he just leans back like alright well I'm gonna go to sleep like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because he was I... so uninterested in this woman <laughs> you know he was just he was like over he was like we, we fucked already like I, what, I don't need to talk to you anymore you know, and yeah. yeah, and that's that made it. Yeah, he was awful. <laughs> I think again, no, no subtitles. I mean, it could have been corn, <laughs> and he would have been like, "Yeah, I don't want any of that. I'm just gonna take a nap." 
<laughs> so I, I had no idea Peter, what that if was. someone offers you corn in their their car you, you accept it that's also uh right. that's a that's a punishable sin uh capital offense she's gonna drive you off the road for that <laughs> oh my god i have a question for you guys so the film starts with both films start with penelope cruz saying abre los ojos open your eyes do you guys do you guys think I know you, Mike. You said that Vanessa Sky was kind of like the entire movie was a dream, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And I, I understand that, and I feel like a big clue is that first line because mm-hmm. he's hearing her voice, a person he hasn't met yet right. in his dream. Right. Do you think that's a clue as to maybe this entire thing is not, you know, is a dream is not real? This entire, you know, from the moment it begins is not real Mm -hmm. do you think that's like for me that's like a major clue for us to think that in both films yeah do you feel the same yeah no yeah absolutely i do um i don't think it's as on the nose uh and abre loso host but i do think in vanilla sky then it's it's right there because there's just so many uh even like the uh like the the car that they're they're driving Mm -hmm. uh, him and jason lee like it has like uh, I think it has like February thirtieth is like one of the tags on it. It's like so. There's all these little clues of things like that don't exist in our world, even in the supposed you know real sections. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that they were they were having fun with that, but I, I think it's it's upon rewatch, it was very clear to me that the the whole thing was a dream. I don't, I don't know as much with Open Your Eyes. I think Open Your Eyes is much more open ended as far yes. as as far as uh, the interpretations go. And um, so my other question. Oh wait, so Peter, do you have an opinion, or you just didn't get it? You didn't, uh, well, you didn't hear I, that. I uh, no, I, I I don't I don't form opinions like that. I <laughs> I have to look, look online. <laughs> but um, I mean, I I did find like a, a listing of like different interpretations of the ending, and I I think the one I like best is just that uh, after the crash, you know, everything is a dream because he's basically in a coma. And right. I, I, I kind of like that because it, it didn't. The movie didn't tell me right out, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> uh, so and then so my next question is about the ending. Both films end differently. Abrazo Sojos ends with he jumps off the roof, and that's it. Cut to black, right? And Vanilla Sky open. Uh, ends with him opening his eyes after the they cut to black and then we see him open his eyes and that's where the movie ends mm-hmm. how did which one did you prefer and how do you how do you take it i don't know if i actually have a preference uh as far as the ending goes although i'm gonna be uh, carly you're not gonna like this i'm gonna be the dumb american right here on the very end and that <laughs> i really really like the uh the fall much better in Vanilla Sky because it it flashes to all of those like pop culture references. It's like kind of all the things that he's uh, sort of put into his dream, like all the influences, and you get right. that like that sort of it's going through all of them as he falls. Uh, the one in the original is is you know much like a lot of the other scenes in the film. It's it's much shorter and to the point. Like he falls and. Uh, it also looks much cheaper than the Vanilla Sky version and doesn't right. quite look as cool uh, or dreamlike. So, um, yeah, I, I prefer that. As far as the way they choose to end it, though, 
Uh, I didn't really think that it's like that much of a difference as far as like thematically, um, as far as having like a voice or just having that shot of the eye opening. Uh, but I probably would just would have preferred it stay, stay black in vanilla sky just with a voice. And then, then that'd be it. Um, I agree. I feel like it's too like, Oh, so she's saying open your eyes. So let's put a shot of his eye. Yeah. Yeah. I I just thought it totally unnecessary. Right. I agree. And I also like the, the, because the connotation or the, the meaning behind that is that he woke up, right? Mm-hmm. In, in, in his, I don't know, in his frozen state or whatever, or wherever little tank he was, it, it seems like he woke up. And I guess now he's going to go and live his life in this future, a hundred and some odd years <laughs> in the future. For Abrazo's just ending in black, you don't know. You're not sure, is he really going to wake up? Was mm. this really a dream? Did he die? Like, what What exactly happened? And I right. like that open-endedness, too. Um, I just like movies that don't really have to spoon-feed me everything. Maybe I also prefer my ultimate interpretation, which is that David Ames wakes up next to Julie and immediately proposes marriage to her and apologizes <laughs> for being such a little shit the entire time and you know actually right. does the the right thing and marrying this this beautiful blonde uh right. so that that's that's what I think should have been if they're going to tack on any extra scenes that should have been that should have been that right yeah. it's just uh. like all of this was a dream it was very Bob Newhart yeah I loved it yeah you know I I really liked the uh, young Penelope Cruz I, I don't know what it is, but Young I Penelope think, Cruz. What did you? Well, did you, I know it's like a four-year difference. I was gonna say but. she's not too bad in Real Sky. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because she was paired with Tom Cruise, and you know that, that was kind of the thing too. I I had like a, like a minor issue, um, not because it was Tom Cruise, but just because of the the age difference. Because those flashes of the uh, pop culture, we see that uh, apparently Atticus Finch, you know, kind of. Um, that that's where he drew the inspiration for um, Kurt Russell's character, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Kurt Russell is like like only ten years older than him, so I just I just kind of didn't buy that just because I know these actors, um, so that's why I kind of like the original because he's a lot younger too, and so so I bought that father figure a little bit more from and Antonio, yeah, Antonio. So, but I was like uh, Kurt Russell was nice for a father figure. I, I could just be a year younger than him, and I would still look to him as like <laughs> the ultimate man to like take orders from and take lessons. I, I totally buy into that. <laughs> I recently saw Overboard, and I'm just oh like, yes, great movie. Yeah, I was like, you really have to just love that mullet. He just <laughs> oh, he's so sexy. <laughs> mullet. He makes mullets look good. <laughs> I um uh, I yeah I I don't. I thought she was good in Vanilla Sky. I prefer her in her native language because I feel like um, many actors who at least don't have like a, a, a great hold of the English language. And now she's a lot better because it's been you know almost twenty years. But I feel like sometimes when English is not your native language, you tend to think about what you're going to say instead of interpret the the words. And every time, I felt like every time I saw Penelope Cruz in, a, in a, an American film, I was just like, how, what is it about her being in, a, in an English language film that makes her so just 
I feel like she was just so bad, so unbearable. And then when I would see, because I've seen almost all of her Spanish language films, she's fantastic in it. And I realized that that was it. It's like you, you, oh, Peter, you know, English isn't your, your first language and neither is, is English isn't mine either. But, you know, yeah. you tend to think about it more. Think about what you're going to say. Or are you saying it right? Instead of just interpreting the words as an actor. Um, however, I think in Vanilla Sky, because she's reprising her role, even though it's a, a slightly different, um, mm-hmm. she was she's actually pretty good. I didn't prefer her in Vanilla Sky, but I thought you know she was she was pretty good. I wonder if how you feel about her in the um, Vanilla Sky is maybe how I feel about Sofia Vergara. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and just because like when I watch her on Ellen, I go, you know, why does it sound? I mean, like just listening to her talk, I go, why is it? I just I, I just can't put my finger on it, but maybe it's, it's exactly what you said. It's because, you know, she's trying to think of what to say, you know, and, and because she is a comedian, uh, you know, she's trying to make sure that it is going to come out funny. I, I don't know. But there's yeah. just something about that woman that I just don't like. Well, Sofia Vergara <laughs> also, you know, I feel like she plays up the, 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 um, the I don't speak English thing or that I don't understand English and... and you know that persona. I think she plays it up a, a bit more than what she actually. Okay. I like, you know, that's I like her like. and and old Penelope Cruz. I like them yeah. both. They're all <laughs> fine with me. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. You you can have um, Cameron Diaz because the the, the only Cameron Diaz I, I, I like is <laughs> is a uh, is in the mask. I think that's the last time I thought. Good she was Lord, pretty. you're some sort of ageist, Peter. You're like going back to like their <laughs> young know. performances. My goodness. I like them young. I, I like them young. I actually, I'm a. Like Tom Cruise. I, I do show gross. I like um, Cameron Diaz a lot. I didn't like her in this movie. I felt like it was a little over the top, um, and so was um, Jason Lee's performance. However, in speaking to you guys now, maybe I understand maybe why it was a little over the top because it was maybe a bit more surreal than I wanted it to be. But their performance was com- were completely over the top and almost like I was laughing. Where I was just like, wow, why does this feel so bad? Why is this so, you know, I don't know. You know, you know what it is about Cameron Diaz? It's just her, her smile is almost, you know, it's, it's kind of like Tom Cruise's grin. Like when she smiles, it reminds me of, was that Smile X from the first Batman movie? (laughs) Kind of like that. It's like, it's really wide. Well, it could, because both of these people, they're very good-looking people. We're, we're not saying that, that they're not. But right. their smiles can be either insanely menacing menacing and maniacal or really, like, cute and sexy, you know? It can go either way. And I think is however you view that. I found Cameron Diaz to be maniacally sexy the entire time. I, I enjoyed all of it. I just, you know, it's, it's his issue. David's just he's just a jerk. Just yeah. a flat out jerk. He deserves yeah. it. He needs to well, get he his act together. <laughs> he needs to get his life together. <laughs> well, that's what happens. Look what happens. His life choices. I mean, that's what. That's what. what yeah. If, if four times in one night isn't good enough, I mean, I don't know what's going to do it. I know. You think he made Cameron Crowe put that in there so people are just like, "Wow, Tom Cruise really got it. Got it going on." <laughs> Could be. I mean, he put himself in this movie just to be with Penelope Cruz, probably. Oy, gross. He put that in the movie just to like make me like pull my hair out when I heard that. Like you moron, what are you doing? Like stop! Like you, you've got it made. Like just so painful, painful to watch that pass by. 
Oh man, I thought you were gonna say he was ruining it for the rest of you guys. <laughs> I mean, he's... now we have, now we have to keep up with Tom Cruise. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of free time. You know, he doesn't yeah. uh, clearly he doesn't have to show up to work, so he's. He can... <laughs> Oh, and he's well fed during during those uh, nightly exercises. You know, he, he takes breaks for soup. So, I, uh... oh gosh, <laughs> I know this. I, I love how Vanaska was also like a vehicle for him to take off his shirt and show us how great he looks. Nipples. It's all about nipples. <laughs> so you Peter know, likes uh, nipples. Yes, but Cesar uh, had his shirt off too. I mean, same scenes. You know, like the uh, when he goes to the bathroom to. Uh, have that drink of water and then he sees um you know the flash of his old uh di- you know disfigured face yes um, however it didn't feel as gratuitous it lingers on tom right. cruise like right. that first the sequence really <laughs> where he like he walks out of the bathroom like his shirt's still unbuttoned doesn't he goes a window and he's like here's my bare chest like right. he just, yeah it, and now you can sunlight. see it in, yeah in the light i don't know I, I i liked all those moments too bring them on sure as yeah. I said, a little short, but that's okay. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that it seems a little gratuitous. I think Did, that's what uh, we like. Dumb Americans like gratuity, sure. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know that. <laughs> you know, um, Tom Cruise's hair, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, it needed to be cleaned up a little bit. I mean, God, not, is, not a big fan of, of the hair. But, well, look, Why are you he, picking on these movie gods and these stars? He had the, uh, you know, that, that, that neck hair, you know, growing, you know, just below below his hair. And it was really uh, distracting. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Just, old old ass Penelope Cruz, not good enough for you. <laughs> Cameron Diaz is like, you know, 10 years too old, need to go back to the mask. And now Tom Cruise needs to do something about that beautiful hair. I don't yes. It is like, I don't know. It's, it's way too late. What are, you're just trying to like send me to bed angry, Peter. I just don't... No, I'm just, I'm trying to say something about this movie. I, I didn't have anything else. You guys had the, the meat of, you know, the, the review. You know, the only things I can talk about is nipples and hair. I mean, give me something. Well, it's valid. It's valid. <laughs> um, but uh, you, do you want to go into our uh, our three questions here? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So you want to? You have them in front of you, Peter. Or? I do. Uh, wow. Does the remake do justice to the original? Uh, we'll go ahead and throw it to our host first. Yeah, I think it does do justice. It, there's a lot of callbacks, of, as we said. Um, there are a lot of you can you can tell that Cameron Crowe and, and the filmmakers, all the filmmakers, really um, liked appreciated and honored the original so yes i do mm-hmm. yeah I, I would agree with uh all that i don't think they clearly do not uh sort of take the premise and completely trash the the rest of it as far as the plot and the story they, they keep that and they just sort of play it in a different tone and style so yeah i don't think that anyone's going to come away with this like angry that they sort of remade this and and changed it too much, but uh, I think it's just a matter of style preference. Uh, that so, yeah, I think it does justice to the original story. Clearly, yes. yeah, I agree. I, I think you know, um, you know, after what is this, the sixth episode we've done. Um, the the word I like using is yeah, this, this uh, Vanilla Sky does honor the original, and I'm I'm glad Cameron Crowe directed it because I just love his choice in in music. You know, and uh, I think the original had good music too. Um, um, some of those were English, so I understood that. 
Um, I understood some of the words in, you know, in the club. And, uh, but no, the both movies uh, had really good music, uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I, I could definitely see why this was remade. Um, and I, I think we also kind of just uh, touched on that second question was, uh, which is, and if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of the of why the original was successful, um, or not successful, and thus remade? So um, I mean, it's. It's uh, a, a lot of similar, you know, um, things in the movie. Well, it's a it's a killer premise, so that's why. I mean, clearly, that's like it's just a great hook and a concept mm-hmm. for a movie. So yeah, I mean, even if you just watched Vanilla Sky the first time and then you're told there was an original, you would be like, oh yeah, of course, uh, like that was going to happen. And as we saw, it, it happened rather quickly. I mean, it didn't take you know, even five years for them to, to make an, an English language version of it. So yeah, clearly just watching the, the remake, you're going to know that that's a good idea for a story, uh, from Abre Los Ojos. Yeah. Yes. And I, I don't want to take anything from the original, but the, just the story alone, I was just like, wow, this is just, this is just crazy. And I was just very surprised that it was a, a foreign f- a film, you know, that, that kind of did this first. Um, I, I guess we mm-hmm. didn't really, yeah, I I don't know. I just I mean I didn't put a lot of thought into it, but I was just kind of like, oh, no, no, I I don't know. I I just thought you know Americans might be a little bit weirder. I mean, I, don't know. <laughs> um, I, I see in my in in my experience watching foreign film films, they're just they're so much more creative and almost freer in a way than than we are at least Hollywood films. You know oh they. They, <laughs> right? They they just they just are. So the fact that this was uh, uh, the original was a foreign movie made complete sense because I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if it would have worked here. And obviously it didn't because there are a lot of people that didn't like um, Vanilla Sky, and I don't think it, it did as well as they were expecting it to. I'm not I'm not sure what the box office was, but. Uh, twenty-five I, million. Yeah, that's not opening much. weekend <laughs> uh, for two thousand. I mean, a few, a couple months after uh, 9-11? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think that has anything. To, oh, speaking oh. of 9-11, that was very. It was very uh, nice to see the twin towers in the in the background in the. So they final kept it scene. in. Yeah, right. it was nice. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't uh, digitally erase it or whatever it is. The uh, the original mask was that also like a prosthetic mask that kind of helped regenerate the the face, or was it just a mask? Because you know I know subtitles. <laughs> they in the original they said that it wasn't like as explained as it was in the in Vanilla Sky. Okay. They just said you know this is this is a mask. It can help you know it can help with um it, it has helped people get over. It. In injuries like this, and I think for me, I understood it more as a psychological, you know, mental get over um, yeah. th- their issues that way than than how they posed it in Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, they made it more of a of a medical assistant, you know, more like a bandage type. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess for our last question, you know, which uh, movie do you guys prefer, the original or the remake? I feel like that's obvious. Clearly, the uh, the remake. That's what we're all in uh, agreement on, right, Carly? <laughs> no, no, we well, are not. I, I really, th- I feel like uh, Peter's going to have to be the uh, deciding vote because I think right. me and Carly have sort of uh, we chose our sides rather quickly. So we're, it's it's one to one, and the balls in 
Peter's court, but I feel like he's going to disagree with me as he's done on, you know, Penelope <laughs> Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Tom Cruise's hair. Uh, it's just not my night tonight. So go ahead. No, Continue to break my heart. No, I think he's going to agree with you because he didn't, he wasn't understanding <laughs> what was happening in the original because there were no subtitles. So I think he's going to go to Vanilla Sky. <laughs> Um, okay, so when I watched the original uh, "Open Your Eyes," I I really liked it. Um, I, I liked all the all the actors. I mean, I, I kind of like uh, Caesar, yeah, even though he's you know supposed to be kind of a, a bad guy. But um, I like Penelope Cruz in, in the original, and I think earlier today I was kind of leaning uh, on the original, but. I didn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> so Carly is correct, and yes. I think I am, um, well, I'm only choosing Vanilla Sky because I understood everything they said. So I feel like this isn't, like, a really good decision because, like, I, I want to watch um, Open Your Eyes with, you know, with the context, you know. I want to I wanna be able to read what they're saying. Well, I guess I had that chance, but they were just talking too fast for me. But I really do. I really do like them both, um, and I, I would watch them both again. It's just it's really hard for me to say. So I, I don't know. Um, I just heard Vanilla Sky. That's all I heard. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm, I'm music, just gonna give that the edge. Carly, <laughs> go, go ahead and right. pimp out your shows, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Oh gosh. What well, can I just say? <laughs> if you're, I feel like if you're listening to us and you've heard this whole thing and you've made your choice, think about this first think about what kind of movie you like. If you like the darker thrillers, more psychological thrillers, things that are, you know, that are going to have questions and, and and you like, it's a puzzle that you like to put together, then I, I think that Abre los Ojos is for you. If you like something that isn't that, and it's more an exploration of, I don't know, Mike, what would you say? It's an exploration of this man's life and his life's choices and seeing where, what what happens when you make a choice or when you don't make a choice, I feel like Vanilla Sky is for you. Yeah, Vanilla Sky that- uh, is more to me of a character study of a man with a man with no substance who only gains substance in a world that doesn't exist in a dream world. That's that's what it's about. But it it sort of loses some of the uh, psychological thriller elements to to achieve that. Yeah, or a guy who really kind of grows up to grows up a bit. Right. So I, if, I think depending on what kind of movie you like, that's which one you should choose. Although I feel like you should watch Abrosos. But yeah, Peter, pop out because I like them both. Peter <laughs> told everybody that Vanilla Sky is the winner and the champion. So no, <laughs> he, he, uh, I, I do like the explanation of the mask better in Vanilla Sky. <laughs> Um, I didn't know it was going to come down to the mask, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I thought the mask in Abro's Ojos was a little creepier because it had eyebrows. Yeah. And I was and like, he... why would they put just eyebrows on it? It was very Wasn't his bizarre. mouth also open? It was right. more open. More open, yeah. So he just he looked weird. confused more. You know? <laughs> it looked like he, there was an actual expression to, right. to his face. Ooh. I'm just glad it never changed. So one of these days I'm going to You guys are going to ask me to come on the show And talk about like a lighthearted movie Which I'm looking forward to hopefully Um, But Abrosojos and Vanessa Sky That was a good choice 
this was well, well you, you you gave us this suggestion oh was it me oh okay. yeah well. yeah so it, we uh, we actually had another movie lined up with another guest and um i i know that uh you know you've seen both of these movies and and uh mike actually chose it like hey you know this is on the list let's do that so oh cool thanks tom cruise is on the brain yeah, the Psalm and the Kirk, Mission yeah. Impossible movie. So let's let's go ahead and crank this one out. Nice. Okay. Uh, but no, I agree with you. Uh, I think it was after Old Boy that I demanded uh, Peter do like we're going to do two comedies. And uh, who did we end up doing? What month did we celebrate? That's Charles Grodin month. Charles Grodin did. month, right? <laughs> oh, what? Which movies? Uh, the Heartbreak Kid. <laughs> okay. And. Um... The Incredible Shrinking Woman is the uh, oh, right. other one he was in, and then the original was The Shrinking Man. But uh, you know, I vaguely remember those shrinking movies, dude. Like, I think we both what? watched them like like because we had to do that episode. It's like we decided on it the the day before, and then I watched them the next day, and then we recorded that night. Um, right. Yeah, it was it was kind of painful. I like The yeah. Incredible Shrinking Man though. I do. Yeah, the the, the man one I, I liked. Um, yeah, I think that was another example where I went back to back. Mm. You're so funny. Two, I, th- I think two uh, comedies, I guess, that you guys can do is uh, is uh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World and oh, Rat right. Race. Rat Race, yeah. And um, Dirty Round Scoundrels, which is one of my favorite comedies. Those are, those are two comedies that you guys can do, too. I don't think I've seen any any versions of those. So. I mean, th- those sound pretty good. He-, he keeps turning down my parent traps and, um, <laughs> you know, cheaper about the dozen. <laughs> I don't know. Father of the bride. Yeah. Fa- yeah. <laughs> Actually, those might be okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we definitely, definitely had different tastes in movies. Okay. Not well, tonight, that that's, that's Not, tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Ah, keep rubbing <laughs> it in, Mike. I'll get you next time. <laughs> Lucky you, Carly, because I, I feel like I talk to him less now. You know, he, with, with all his recordings and, and making more BFFs, you know, that, that have the same taste in movies and that are a little bit more better spoken than I am. Oh no! Don't worry, you can you can keep them. <laughs> I appreciate that. that. I'm just being pawned off like this. I have, I have no say in the matter. But uh... oh, oh yeah. Well, that's the way that's the way it happens. <laughs> That's the way Peter likes it. That's yeah, what he does. I like to pimp people out. He just does, um, yeah. That's the one thing we didn't do was pimp out our shows and uh, an email. Do we want to do that? Uh, you can find. I don't know. I think I dropped my show a number of times. I think Carly did for us. Well, I, I kept saying like on War Machine versus War Horse. I said this once before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you weren't paying attention, uh, that's the name of my podcast. The other one uh, you can find on iTunes or Stitcher followingfilms.com and uh, I'm at War Machine Horse on Twitter your turn uh, Peter yeah I'm at HLF Podcast um, uh, Hydrate Level 4 on Facebook uh, iTunes Stitcher all, all of that uh, and followingfilms.com where you can find all of our other shows as well you know like uh, Pop Culture Case Studies and the True Bromance Film Review no Film I know they changed it recently because there, apparently there's another podcast with that's the same name I think there's so, just the True Bromance Film Podcast. I think. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I have problems with the uh, English language. There's no subtitles for me to read. So. <laughs> hey, yeah. That's a good ending. We, we probably have an email, but just reach us on Twitter. 
What's the Twitter? Uh, we said it. The oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> at original remake. That one too. No, I was just think about our own. 